And three, two, one, we are live. Welcome back to the Salty Nerd Podcast. I have been away for a while. I apologize about that. I am finally able to sit down and have a little bit of time to uh, create some more content for you guys. Uh, Today is a very special episode. We've been planning this since probably the beginning of me making this podcast back in June. Um, (laughs) I'm getting to sit down with the leader of House Marks Cosplay, Jenna Von Doom. How's it going, Jenna? Hey, Alex. It's going great. Happy to be here, and I'm glad we're finally making this happen. It's been a long wait. (laughs) We've been planning this since, I think it was before you went to San Diego Comic-Con. We were like, we need to do a podcast, and it just hasn't happened. We've been busy. Uh, Things have been kind of hectic on my end with with the business going and and stuff like that. So I'm glad finally in in almost February we get to do this. Unfortunately, we both have secular jobs and families, and we can't just drop yeah. everything we can't just do what we love to do full-time so <laughs> we have yeah. to pay the bills first <laughs> it's difficult for sure to try to balance the whole uh, the life and the the hobby uh, and this hobby in particular takes a lot of time because it's a bunch of research you got to do and then i've got to learn how to use like youtube creating videos and stuff it's i know uh it's a learning curve but i'm enjoying it and uh, i'm stoked to finally have you on you were actually supposed to be one of the founding members of the salty nerd podcast but because of our distance between each other the logistics didn't work out so i'm i'm gonna try my best now that we have this google hangouts thing uh worked out to try to get you on more often well i'm glad to be a guest today i'm excited to be on it and yeah it's it's always fun to talk about the stuff we talk about you know we've had our instagram group message our nerd group message for like forever so we're always sharing yeah it's been around going on i know (laughs) It's fun to talk to people that share the same passion as you and like the same things you do and, you know, just relate on that level. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of a lot of fun in our little group chat. We talk every time something comes up, news article, I'm like, dude, check this out. This is so cool. Check out this movie. Or ben Affleck is, is leaving Batman. Uh, we, all kinda, I know. we all kind of cry together. <laughs> it's so sad. I know. I'm just like, I just feel, I feel really bummed out for DC or for Ben Affleck because I feel like he's full potential just never really got shown with kind of the I don't know the disconnect with the films and stuff and I just I feel like he could have had so much more potential if he would have been given the chance but yeah 100% I totally agree with you Uh, but we are not here to talk about Batman we are here to talk about you and your (laughs) awesome cosplay so um I am I am in no way, shape, or form, any kind of expert or knowledgeable on cosplay whatsoever. So I'm going to be picking your brain. I got a couple questions for you. And to start, I wanted to ask, uh, kind of from the beginning, where did this po- uh, this passion come from? Like, wh- how did it all start? How did you get into uh, dressing up as these characters from movies and pop culture? Okay, so if I want to go back to the very beginning, I mean, it's I'm going to say it starts when I was like four or five years old. Um, I used to watch Power Rangers nonstop and that was like, they were like my idols. Uh, But I was babysat by um, this woman that my mom knew and all the boys were like in their teens. And so me and my brother, I'm five, he's four. Every show we watch is like the morning lineup of cartoons. It's like X-Men, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. So, I mean, I just grew up loving all these characters, but I think the first time I actually dressed up and like, felt like I really wanted to be somebody was the pink power ranger and I was like oh. five. So I was pink like, power ranger. that's girl power right there. That's like one of the early, not early, I guess there's stuff in the seventies like she and whatnot, but uh, the pink power ranger, that was kind of, that was pretty iconic. 
Yeah. And uh, it was pretty cool. I had a pretty cool mom because she took me and my brother and my cousins and my aunt came and we, we got to go meet them all in Hollywood and go walk on set. Oh, wow. It was pretty awesome. Not That's pretty cool. That's an interesting story. Yeah, no, definitely. It was a, it was a dream. And I was, I was such a brat because I met all the Rangers and then I kept asking them, where's the pink Ranger? Where's the pink Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> I like didn't even care about the other ones. And so I finally got to meet her and it was awesome. And, that's so cool. Do you remember which actor it was that you talked to? Well, it was Kimber- the one, uh, Kimberly, and I'm forgetting her name. I met her at a kamikaze not too long ago, but I want to say uh, it was Amy. I think her name was Amy Johnson. Okay. I'm not super familiar with the Power Rangers actors, but I wanted, just in case somebody who's listening is, I wanted them to have an idea of which one you were talking about. Yeah, it was Amy Johnson. She was the original Pink Ranger. And, uh, That's she was so cool. <laughs> amazing. And I had all the action figures. So um, that was the beginning for me. And then I think my passion just carried on as a kid. Like when Lord of the Rings came out, I was mind blown. I mean, I, I guess if we go back farther, I've talked to you about this because we're both Star Wars fans. I remember watching uh, Return of the Jedi, which obviously I watched out of order. But I remember watching the first star wars movie ever when i was four years old and that was return of the jedi and just being like mind-blowing that's awesome uh, so which was, were you more on uh, princess leia or were you like luke skywalker jedi lightsaber stuff oh luke skywalker jedi lightsaber yeah. stuff yeah. that's funny it's funny that you say that because uh, there's there's been comments out in in the internet and stuff that's saying that uh girls can't relate with luke skywalker because he's a male character but that seems to be very untrue because I see it all over the place where these girls dress up like Luke Skywalker and it looks dope. It's awesome. Like they pull it off and it's a great inspiration for cosplay and stuff. Dude, I love gender reversal cosplays. Like I, my very first cosplay was Thor. Like yeah. official, like I didn't know what cosplay was. And then I went to a convention and I found out that people did it for as adults for fun. And I was like, oh my God, I found my calling. Um, I did Thor. So, I mean, That's I cool. I all about gender reversal cosplays. I think I, half the time I'd rather be a male character rather than a female character. Cause I think the, the male characters are kind of more badass usually. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple really awesome female characters. I'm, uh, I would, uh, I would climbing say, the charts. Yeah. They're, they're getting better. I think wonder woman definitely like you recently cosplay as her. She's top of top of the line right now. She's in the big, uh, the big three Batman, Superman, wonder woman. And then, um, I would say like some of these unsung heroes that might not be associated with like uh, um, a comic book, but more like uh, the Ripley from uh, Alien and Aliens. Like that's an awesome, yeah. strong female character. I, I like to see people dress up like her in that cool old school jumpsuit. Yes. No, yeah. you know, there's a lot of um, I I think over the years it's becoming more prevalent to see women in powerful characters. I mean, yeah, you're right. She was kind of one of the beginning ones. And I mean, like I said, I liked the pink Ranger when I was a kid. So obviously there's always been cool female role models as well, but I feel like as, as of late, they're getting more recognition now um, than, you know, previously. Yeah. And that's really cool. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. I, I think it's a cool, a cool thing that's kind of a shift that's happening and more of a it's a equal playing field now i think maybe i, I could be speculating i'm not 100 percent sure i don't want to say 100 percent. somebody could argue with me but um i think it's happening so I think it's kind of cool it's a nice balance that i'm i'm seeing yeah it's getting pretty leveled i mean i even in the recent aquaman movie like seeing mira like her character was by no means like any less 
of like an influence in the movie or a powerful character in the movie than Aquaman. I mean, she was like strong by his side. And in the reversal, I feel like in Wonder Woman, um, Steve Trevor was pretty much like on her level. I mean, obviously it's not a superhero, but I know when Patty Jenkins directed it, she wanted him to have, she didn't want it to be like Diana was stealing the show. She really wanted the two of them to work together and for him to have a powerful presence in the film as well. So I, I appreciate that on both sides. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing to have. And I totally agree. And you can see it in the film. Patty Jenkins, I, I I want her to lead DC into the future. Like the way she talks about comic books and the way she talks about the characters and how, how much of a balanced view she has with, uh, especially with the current political, uh, it seems to be trying to get its way into mm-hmm. the era. She ha- seems to have a very level head about it. And I really appreciate that. And, I really wish that she would be able to just take over DC because I don't know if you've seen recently, but she did um, an interview where she talked about the future of DC and uh, the interviewer was like, so what do you think about a new justice league coming out? And she's like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. I think each individual character should have their own movies before that ever happens. So I want to see flash. I want to see Batman. Like she just, she said all these things that like fans have been saying for years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, this is like the best person that you have, DC. Use her, please. So I'm stoked to see um, Wonder Woman 1984. That's coming out this year. I think this summer, right? Yep, you're right. It's coming out. Actually, I think they pushed it back. I think it's November 2019. Oh, was that's right. Yeah. It was set for summer, and now they're pushing it back. But um, okay. I completely agree with you, Alex. I've seen quite a few of her, um, quite a few of her videos and like interviews, and I think that everything she says is spot on as far as like how she feels like she, like she talked about directing um, her first superhero movie. And at first she had signed on with Thor, the dark world. And then because of creative differences dropped out of the movie later on. And, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah. Um, so, even, so, even Chris Hemsworth is like, yeah, that's not the greatest one. <laughs> yeah. No, Ragnarok really redeemed him. But, um, but I mean, she just, even what she said about like, people ask her like, like why wonder woman like was it because she's a female and you were looking for female empowerment and she's like she's like no like i grew up loving superman she's like i thought superman was awesome she's like i would have directed superman she's like to me it was just i wanted to direct a great movie Mm -hmm. and tell an amazing origin story and i feel like when you watch a lot of the behind the scenes work she put i mean storyboards up i mean she was so detailed in what she did and and I and like you were saying, as far as she was talking about with like separating the characters and actually building, just creating a great movie that's not maybe like there's not a connection there, but or a correlation, but they're just a great standalone film. I feel like DC is hopefully going to start taking that route. I mean, obviously, with Affleck leaving the film, um, it seems like they're kind of heading in that direction to give these characters standalone films because look how good Aquaman just did and Wonder yeah. Woman did great. I feel like that's kind of the way for them right now until they really build these characters a good foundation um, before trying to collaborate them or put them all into one movie. Yeah, let's hope that happens. I don't know how we did it, but we ended up talking about DC again. <laughs> I know. Well, that's um, what happens when you can just talk it. about this. <laughs> I know, I know. When we finally get to sit down and talk, it's going to be all over the place. And I'm not going to apologize for that because I'm having fun. No, me uh, too. So, okay. So my next question would be, what what about these characters inspired you? Like, I guess for like the average person looking at somebody who wants to dress up like a superhero, that's, it could be kind of odd, especially for, like I said, the average Joe, like, Oh, that's, that's like, that's kid stuff, whatever. 
what is it that inspired you to want to do it as a hobby and put as much effort and passion into it that you have? Well, I, I think like for me, I've always been not the average person. I've always been weird in the sense that I've always like, I've always wanted to be like in another world or like, like through these movies, I felt like I, my imagination just got like, just, I don't know, just, it filled this void of imagination. And I've always loved to read. I've always loved to watch fantasy sci-fi movies. Um, Cause it just kind of allowed me to dream farther than what was just in front of me. And not that what's in front of us isn't great, but these characters to me, like what they did, just they're what they stood for everything. Like, I mean, Luke and Luke and uh, Star Wars, he just the whole what the Jedi stand for the outcome at the end, all the work they put into everything like Lord of the Rings, like the fellowship coming together, just like the emotion behind like these group of people working together. And they're all coming from different, you know, backgrounds, elves and dwarves and men. And just I just loved I, I love fantasy. I love I love I don't know. I love dreaming. I love imagining imagining things. So for me cosplaying is just like my creative outlet it's a way for me to play characters that i look up to that i like that i respect from their books from their movies and um kind of give an additional glory to them even though their films no longer being shown or maybe they're kind of forgotten about to some people for me it's kind of a way to bring them back and bring them back and and keep them living on i'm kind of a kid at heart i guess (laughs) well it definitely if it sounds like you want to like you said, that creative side of you, it allows you to kind of flex your imagination and to, to build, build on that, um, that passion that you have for these characters and show reverence for them. So that's, that's really cool. And I a hundred percent feel the same way you do. I just, I, I don't know if I have the time or the patience to put as much effort into it as you do. And that kind of leads into my next question is uh, you talked about a little bit when you went as Thor, uh, which, which San Diego comic-con was that? That was San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con 2010. Okay. And you so, and you said yeah. you've been doing this for nine years? Nine years. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's, wow, that's a long time. That's awesome. So that first one, um, is that something that you made yourself or did you kind of, you went and bought some props and kind of pieced them together or how did that first costume come into life? Well, here's how it went. So my girlfriend at the time um, and her boyfriend, they were, really into it and I had no idea I'd never even heard of Comic-Con like I said I I had dressed up before like Pirates of the Caribbean me and a bunch of girlfriends dressed up as pirates for the movies uh Lord of the Rings I, my mom sewed me an elvish dress to wear to the the last movie showing so I mean I definitely had dressed up like I remember walking into the movie theater and people being like oh look there's two Arwens walking into the theater (laughs) my girlfriend made a dress too and this is like before people dressed up to go to the movies so we were we were oddballs but we I didn't care at all um so when I got to be in my early 20s I was 21 when I first found out about um comic-con and my girlfriend told me about San Diego Comic-Con. She's like, she had went the year before and her friend had had to back out. And she's like, hey, we have an open ticket. It's next week. She was like, do you want to come? And she's like, we're going to be dressing up. And I was like, what do you mean? And she told me, oh, people dress up like I'm going to be a character. And I was like, people do this in real life. <laughs> like, this is a thing. <laughs> so I had like a week, not even a week. It was like five day notice to get something together. And I knew I wanted to dress up because I was like, that's awesome. So I had done a mud run with some friends and I had just seen Thor and I went, had already went to target. I bought a Thor helmet. I got a Thor hammer and I did used it for the mud run just for fun. 
And so I decided, I was like, I'm just going to do Thor. Um, so I put together a skirt. My, my mom actually helped me sew a cape. Um, and then I had a friend who was a metal welder. And he welded me because at the time I didn't know what craft foam was. I didn't know about any of this stuff. He actually welded me some metal arm guards with be inscribed of lightning bolts into them for thunder. No way. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like he they were legit, like made out of metal. Oh yeah, like I could have. <laughs> so awesome. Somebody. Like they weapon check you at Comic Con, and like I could have. Like they, they didn't even check my arm guards and they were so pointy at the end. Like he was like, Oh, I should have probably dulled these for you. I'm like, I could have stabbed somebody. <laughs> so don't tell anyone that, but I could have, I could have taken somebody out in the con. So, but it was, uh, it was really fun. So I did have some elements that I made like my cape and my arm guards, you know, my bracers, but I, the rest of it was pretty much just thrown together. It was the next year I upped my game. <laughs> yeah. And what, what's, what did you dress as the next year? So the next year I did Thor again, but I actually, at this time I purchased a really nice, like authentic Thor helmet. Um, I made myself a new cape. Um, we made me a new skirt and uh, so that was one day. And then the following day I did Chewbacca and that was oh, okay. completely made sewn from scratch. Um, Are you serious? That one picture of you dressed as Chewbacca, that was, that looks like something you would buy at a store. Nope, that's all made. I saw, I don't want to get too detailed, but I saw a, I guess, a skankier version of the costume online <laughs> for like, like, yeah, this website called Yandy. It's like lingerie website. And I was like, man, that is a badass, badass looking costume. But I'm like, but I just need to edit that a little bit. So it's like con appropriate for me. So, <laughs> so what I did was I had a reference picture and I, we went to Joanne's, my, my mom's a seamstress or an expert sewer. So she helps it's... me out with a lot of my stuff. I'm going to let you finish this, but remind me to talk about your mom for a minute. Cause that's so far. She has been by your side this entire time, but go ahead. Finish oh, what you're oh, oh yeah. She's like all game. She's like, who liked my costume? Who liked my outfit? So she's, she's all about like dressing me up. Like she's always been on my side with that. Um, so she made actually hand sewed the entire Chewbacca costume. And I pretty much, I made my bandolier, uh, my bow caster. I went to Bass Pro Shop and bought like a, $20 like uh what's it called cross crossbow or whatever and I kind of just build it on top of it mm -hmm. so but uh, she helped me out so much like without her it wouldn't have been possible to make it look as good as it did that's so cool so once you started going for now you're at your second year you're going you're you're fully making your own costumes um have you had any interactions with the community overall or was it just strictly with your family um, I mean, I had friends at that point that cosplayed that I met through my uh, my girlfriend and her, her boyfriend at the time. And we had kind of built our own little community. Like the day I did Chewbacca, uh, one of my good friends, he dressed up as a Tusken Raider and he had made two different Tusken Raider helmets. He actually ended up selling one of them. But him and his buddy rocked the Tusken Raider costumes, which kudos to them because it was literally all wool and it was like. 90 degrees so mm. the, and he had no peripheral vision mind you he people were trying to get photos with him and he couldn't even like look the right way but he looked yeah. awesome yeah because the tuscan raiders have like those little tiny metal <laughs> peepholes to look through <laughs> no peripheral vision i was like i was like garrett people are trying to take a picture this way garrett right garrett <laughs> and so but he looked so good and um and then my friend trish she was a darth vader and so the whole group it was like a star wars day okay so That's we 
it was like our own little group. Um, but that's kind of where it started. Okay, cool. And moving forward in, in, in the next couple of years, uh, have you built any other relationships with the community? Oh yeah. Um, well, our group continued to grow. Um, every year we kind of try to do group themed cosplays. We kind of started with just having a star Wars day every year. Um, but now branching out, I have my own Instagram and I've met fellow cosplayers. Like before I even went to Comic-Con last year, there was one that had reached out to me, a green arrow. Um, and he's all about DC. So there's a DC photo shoot. So we all got together and I've had other, um, cosplay photographers reach out to me about getting together to do shoots so it's such a friendly community and I feel like everyone just wants to meet up and have a good time there's no ulterior motive behind it we just all are passionate about the same thing and we just want to have fun and enjoy ourselves and people like getting dressed up and like portraying these characters because it just it allows you to be a, a different person have like an alter ego for the day yeah, that's pretty. That's a really cool um, sentiment that you were talking about. How it's just there's no alter egos, or I'm sorry, no alternative motives or anything like that. It's just want to get together and have some fun, especially in today's climate where everybody's trolling each other and there's all kinds of negativity out there, especially on like online and on Twitter. It's nice to hear that there's a community out there that's just purely we want to hang out and have a good time. And I kind of wanted to ask you real quick: um, Is there any kind of competitiveness at all versus like? Who's got the better costume? Obviously, it'll be a friendly competitive, but do you guys kind of like don't show each other anything until like the day of and then you can kind of show off a little bit? Um, you know, I don't think I think maybe for some people it's like that. But for like myself, I love to kind of show the progress of making my costume. And I love to see other people make awesome costumes, even if it's the same one as mine. If theirs is better than mine, like even today, I was looking at a Wonder Woman, um, this girl that makes these amazing Wonder Woman uh, craft foam bodices. And I'm like, man, hers is blows mine out of the water. But I like it because I can learn from them. So for me, there's no like I'm trying to outshow somebody. If anything, I'm always looking for a way to improve upon my own builds and like how I can make them better in the future or make them look more authentic. So uh, that's just my personal view. And I I feel like as far as negativity or competitive wise, the only thing I have seen a little bit on social media, which, you know, whatever it's social media um, is when people purchase costumes, like, like some people say there's Captain Marvel right now, like that's a very hard costume. If you're going to make that out of craft foam or something, that's a full body suit. So sometimes there's these websites like pro cosplay heroes of time, um, easy cosplay where you can actually buy it. And, and some people who do make their own suits and own, own cosplays also prefer also like to additionally buy a costume sometimes and then either weather it or do stuff to it. And sometimes people get flack for that because they're like, well, you didn't make it. It's not authentic. And it's like, you know, it's just for fun. Like, get over yeah. yourself. We're just having a good time. Like, if they want to buy this particular suit and weather it or not even weather it, just do whatever they want with it. You know, not everything needs to be made. It's just about having fun and enjoying yourself. That's what cosplay is. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point because you think about it like I, I don't there might be a few people out there, but I'm sure there's the majority of the people if they're gonna dress up like Darth Vader, they're not gonna go out and actually make their own foam Darth Vader outfit yeah. and the whole, they're gonna have to purchase the helmet at least at the helmet and probably yeah. you know, most of that kind of stuff. So that's an interesting thing that, you know, people I kinda understand where they're coming from though, because they're putting so much passion and uh time and effort into their costume when they see somebody kind of like cut in front of the line and kind of skip that process, I can see where a little bit of uh, friction can happen. I guess if, if I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. 
Now I'll, I'll tell you a perfect example of where I could see, I could see someone getting irritated over this. So this past year at Comic-Con San Diego, um, my good friends who are now married, the couple that first took me, um, they are very big into anime, uh, and they make their own anime cosplays every year. So they went to a costume competition at one of the local bars and all these amazing costumes entered into this competition. And then a full body, like foam, like a full body store-bought Batman suit won. And here they spent hours like, you know, building their cosplays, building their swords and shields and, you know, leg armor. And then like that, you know, a store-bought costume one. So they were pretty upset. And, I mean, whatever. I'm not that serious about it personally myself, but I can understand the frustration some people have. Yeah. And it, uh, to kind of segue into um, the challenging parts about like these these foam costumes that you're making from scratch. I remember when you were sharing uh, your Wonder Woman cos- cosplay, you were showing step by step. This is how I cut the foam. I started out with a paper template. Uh, what have you found to be the most challenging part that you've had to kind of like uh, trial and error through to make sure it gets done right? Okay, so for me, um, and and mind you, I watched a ton of tutorials before I built my Wonder Woman one. Like I must have watched a hundred tutorials. And if anyone's looking to get into cosplay that's listening to our um, podcast, I would definitely recommend following Kamu Cosplay. It's K-A-M-U-I Cosplay her YouTube channel. She's an amazing phone builder. I have two of her books and uh, she's, she really shows you how to do it. But for me, it was like, there were so many new steps because I had never worked with foam before. So it was the first step was building the initial under bodice. So that was just bending the craft foam, cutting the pieces out, getting, you know, making the pattern. Every, every step was scary for me. Um, the second step was the soldering iron and, you know, the battle damage. And then, the plasti dipping, which is the priming. And well, and then there was before that it was the heat sealing. So there were so many steps that I had to know before I did it. But I have to say, every one of them, every time I overcame one, I was like, I got this, I got this. It wasn't until I got to the painting, that the painting part was extremely hard, which I thought that was going to be easy for me because I grew up doing art and painting. But mm-hmm. it was so hard to get the right color consistency for the wonder woman armor and for the rustic looking gold and the pieces and the shadowing. And it was like, there was no perfect red. It was Mm. like, you had to build like five reds and then add black. And then it was, it was a pain. And it's funny because I saw another cosplayer recently. She posted armored heart cosplay on Instagram and she had just made, she just made a wonder woman cosplay. And in her, little like synopsis or her little um, comment underneath her new build. She put the hardest part was the painting. And I was like, amen, amen. <laughs> she was like, it, I couldn't find anything that matched the bread. And I had to mix. And I'm like, girl, I feel you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I had the same problem. I almost threw it away at that point. Cause I was like, I'm just oh, gonna wow. I almost I'm going to ask you, like, is there a point of no return where like you put so much effort into this one thing, but then you mess up a certain step and you're like, I just have to start over. Was there any like close calls like that? Oh yeah, for sure. So everyone's surprised. I only ever, I only had to make one and it, for my first one, it turned out decent. Um, but there were a couple of close calls. So I, like I said, I watched a ton of tutorials, but I was still learning. So there were things that I'd be like, Oh, oh crap. I didn't like, I didn't do that. Like, and then I'd have, so I, I plasti dipped my bodice, which was after I did the soldering detail, I 
crafted all my craft foam pieces, had them all glued down. Everything done plasty is when you've heat sealed the foam, which is where you go over with a heat gun to close up the pore, like little porous, um, you know, openings in it. That way you get it ready to be primed. So I did the primer. I jumped the gun. I did the primer. And then the next day I literally see a video where it's like, make sure you quick seal all your seams. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't like quick seal, which is like fill in your seams to kind of hide them. So I went back and I did that. And then I plasti dipped over it again, which was kind of a mistake because when I did that, um, it kind of left like bubbles around the center of the, like the bodice part where her eagle is. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh crap. So what I did was I, I took it up to my parents' house. I was like, I went to see my parents. And I was like, oh, I think I ruined it. And my mm-hmm. mom's like, my mom's like, why don't you sand it? And I was like, well, I guess I could try to sand it. So I sanded it and it smoothed it right out. Nice. So you salvaged it. Just and that there's your mom again coming to the rescue. I know, I know. She was like, she was like, Don't throw this away. It looks too good. Like you've come too far. And I'm like, I'm ready to just be like, I'm scratching it. I'm starting over. So (laughs) shout out to Jenna's mom. (laughs) I know. Shout out to Terry. Um, even so even like um, my Wonder Woman now, I love it. Like I'm very proud of myself for doing it since it was my first like large full body EVA foam build. Um, but I already know like how I would change it next time I did it. Cause I really do want to redo it just because I feel like my knowledge has grown a lot and I feel like I could just make it even better next time. That's awesome. Uh, that's okay. So moving forward in the future, uh, you you said that the paint is very challenging to get the right colors and consistencies. Uh, what do you plan on doing to kind of challenge yourself moving forward? Are you going to do more complicated uh, costumes or are you going to do something in the in the paint area where you do more weathering or anything like that? What's your future plans? Oh, gosh, I want to do it all. Um, so I just started my Aquaman cosplay, which Aquaman, I should say, but I'm gonna oh, is that be, what you're, I thought you were going to do Mara. That's what you're doing? You're doing Aquawoman? Yeah, I'm doing Aquawoman. That's dope. <laughs> yes, I have a reference image. I'll send it to you right now. But this, I've that's where I've made the top off. So that top is going to be, right now it's Classy Dipped, which is the recent photo I posted on my Instagram. But it's going to be, um, it's actually going to be painted soon gold. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely am going to do Mira. Mira is going to happen just because I really liked Mira's character and I just enjoyed watching her on the screen, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do as far as the bodysuit goes, because I've seen people purchase them online and then they kind of add to them with puff puff paints, mm-hmm. which is how they get the 3D dimensional look on the costumes. Um, but I'm not sure I want to go that route. I'm kind of thinking I might just want to enlist the help of my mom again and maybe me and her sew me a full bodysuit and then I do the puff paint. Like that way it's the exact bodysuit I want and it's the look I want because I'm not 100% happy with the pre-made suits I'm seeing online. Yeah. Um, but I Aquaman, definitely... Like you, like you said, being the full costume, uh, you're talking like full all the way down the legs, the big, the boots with the fins and the whole deal? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm gonna... Um, I'm going to start on the bracers next, which are the arm, you know, the arm guards. And then I'm not sure what I'm going to do as far as the boots go right now, but I have my bodice done. I have uh, my reference image and I'm just going to kind of go forward from there. So it's like, it kind of takes me a couple of weeks to get, to make an idea in my mind kind of come to fruition. Like I'll be looking at something and then I really start thinking about how I want to do it and how I want to make it look. And 
then I kind of finally get my groove going and I start on it. So the bodice is finally how I want it to look. Um, I'm going to complete that. And then the next step will probably be the bracers and then the boot covers. And, uh, and I actually, I have a prop maker that I work with, um, DK props, and he actually already messaged me and volunteered to make the belt for me. So I don't have to do that part anymore. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> I know. I know. He was like, what are you making? And I was like, Aqua, Aquaman. And he's the one who gave me my full She-Ra costume last year and supplied me with my Wonder Woman shield and sword. And I was like, I'm making Aquaman. He's like, don't even make the belt. I got it. And I was like, all right. So it's cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, I was, I was looking at a couple of your posts that you were putting up. You actually have like detailed each individual scale for the, uh, for the top half of this costume. Are you making those like individually and sticking them together or is that like a, a full sheet that's just cut that way? Okay. So I kind of, no, it's not a full sheet that's cut that way. I had to make them individually. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I was Guys, like, if you, if you check out, go to at house marks cosplay on Instagram and check out some of the stories and some of the posts you had. It's literally like, it looks like, um, it looks like a dragon egg from game of Thrones. Like oh, it's individually it, scaled. <laughs> it does. Like my cousin was like, right now I'm getting serious dragon vibes because it's black. And I'm like, I know. And I, she's like, it reminds me of something from game of Thrones. And I was like, do you mean Daenerys eggs? And she's like, yes. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, wait till it's gold. And then I add the, you know, copper detailing on it. Then it's going to look more aqua. But right now I'm totally getting Daenerys vibes. <laughs> but yeah, That's the scales crazy. are all individual. Um, That's crazy. How do, they, did, how do they stay on there? Like when you're, when you're actually wearing it and moving around, they don't f- like fall apart? Uh, well, you glue them down with industrial strength glue. So <laughs> they're, they're pretty like locked in there. I mean, I like globbed the glue so strong. Um, and it's used like contact cement type stuff. I mean, it's mm. very toxic. So wear a respirator. I have not been, but I finally bit the bullet and ordered one. And I'm like, all right, I've probably killed too many brain cells. <laughs> I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's getting into this, please purchase the proper safety equipment and do this stuff outside if possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know. And I do it in my guest room, which is very well ventilated. But when I do go out to do the plasti dips and the, the spray painting and stuff, I always take it outside. Good, good. We got to we got to get you set up with uh, between me and your husband. I think we could probably build you some kind of a setup, like a paint booth or something. Get my you something. Dream. Going. <laughs> my dream. I know. We'll we're get you a little for... shed. We'll make sure it's got a nice fan and a filter and all that stuff for you. Jeez, that's exactly what I want. That's what we're looking for a bigger house. And every time I see the garage, I'm just like, cosplay studio. <laughs> it's funny that you said say that because I've been talking to my wife. I'm like, I need a spot that I can do my podcast. Like, I've been either kicking mm-hmm. her out of the house so I could sit down and do it in the living room. And I'm like, I need a place that I can do it. So over the yeah. weekend, um, I cleaned out my garage and I literally made myself. It's like a five by five little spot. Nice. But it's my it's my spot now. I don't have to move any of my equipment mm-hmm. anymore. It's a, like a permanent setup. So having your own like setup for your hobby is such a huge help and like almost like a weight off your shoulder. <laughs> it's true. Like I, I actually went into our guest room this weekend too and I gutted like the whole wall. I had an old desk there. I removed it. I set up a workstation. Um, it's definitely not to the level I want it to be. Like a garage would be great because I could actually hang my tool on the wall. But yeah. I do have a workspace with my little measuring mats and everything set up now. And I'm just like, well, this is where it's going to be <laughs> until we get some other situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all, everybody starts somewhere, you know, you don't, these big time cosplayers with these uh, art studios and stuff like they all started in their bedrooms doing the same thing as we're doing. So I think moving forward, I think things are going to go great. Your passion is all there and uh, the skill level that it takes, you have 
plenty of talent when this when it comes to this stuff. So I think it's going to move forward really well for you guys. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys are doing uh, in the future. And where do you where do you see yourself going? Are you going to be doing competitions, or you want to keep it just fun for San Diego? You know, I. I mean, I would say, yeah, competitions would be fun. I mean, there are so many amazing cosplayers out there. Like there, like you said, there's people that work in smaller spaces than what you and I have, and they make these amazing armor builds. And I, for me, cosplay is fun. Like, I am expanding by going to WonderCon this year. And um, so I used to just do Comic-Con, and then I would do LA Comic-Con. It's, it's called LA Comic-Con now, but it used to be called Kamikaze. And when it first started and Stan Lee founded that. And, and so the first couple of years I went, um, it definitely was not comparable or big like Comic-Con in size at all, but it's really grown. Um, so I think my goals right now are to just kind of like envelop myself in more cons, like go to a couple more cons a year, maybe just kind of start doing some more builds just for fun and just kind of keep growing in my ability and uh, just kind of see where it takes me. But right now it's mostly just for fun. Nice. I just enjoy it. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I, I think I'm probably the same as you. I think I would probably enjoy most of the process uh, if I had the time to dedicate to it. But having yeah. two kids kind of puts a damper on that. For sure. Uh, when they get a little <laughs> bit older, uh, if I can kind of incorporate them and maybe make some costumes for them and have them help me out, I think that might be fun. But I'd have to wait a couple of years before that happens. But um, I know we, my wife and I joke, we love Firefly, the TV show. And uh, I'm yes. like dresses mal you could dress as like kaylee or zoe and, and we got totally the kids dress up like it's always been like it's always been there kind of in the back of my head like oh it'll be a lot of fun to do that like you if would I could, love it you would love it if i could make like a really good like boba fett costume or something like i would have so much fun doing that i just it it comes down to just time and dedication and uh, you guys are very fortunate that you have that. I, I, I'm a little bit jealous, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. We're right now. We have the time for it, so it helps. Um, yeah, and you. Definitely... Do you think Ruben would mind if we talk about him for a second? Because he is so far removed from being a nerd, but yet you still <laughs> manage to get this guy to dress up like these uh, comic book characters. How do you do it? <laughs> you know, I mean when we started dating it was kind of one of those things where like before he even met me I was at Star Wars Celebration and that was why we couldn't like meet that weekend I was like um I've had something planned for a while and uh this has been like two years in the making and it's coming to Anaheim so uh we can't meet till next weekend but so he kind of already knew like even when we were dating I was like I was like we were driving down to Comic-Con and I was like you know if you like marry me like this is part of the deal like I've seen a lot of friends marry people like I actually saw a girl at a, a recent band show and she told me that she the reason she doesn't go anymore is because her husband doesn't like it and she just she's not into it and it had been like seven years since I saw her at San Diego comic-con and um and the nice thing I say about Ruben is he was like nope I totally will embrace it and um he is not a like you said a nerd by any means he is not like he dressed as Star Lord one year and people wanted him to dance and he's like I'm not dancing <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? He was a trooper. He dressed up. He did it. He was Thor last year. Everyone loved him. He looked dope as Thor, dude. He, I mean, he's tall, blonde already. He grew the beard out. Like he legit looks really good as Thor. He's got the. It was Infinity War, correct? The uh, the yeah. black mess. Yeah. He looked he, freaking awesome. I was so surprised. I was like, "Dang, Ruben, where'd you come from?" <laughs> oh, I know. One of his good friends, um, Colton, who the you know Colton, I think he lives in Hawaii now. He he like messaged me like 
the night of like Comic-Con and he was like, you know, Jenna, like I've known Ruben a long time. And he's like, and I, for years just saw him sitting on a porch somewhere, like spitting and spitting like into a jar <laughs> with like his country wife. And he's like, but the fact that he's going to Comic-Con with you is so much cooler. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and I've like never met Colton, but <laughs> he, uh, felt the need to say that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Cause, That's and awesome. so Ruben's a hundred percent a trooper about it. And, He's now he's totally loving Game of Thrones and all the shows I like. So he's he's on board now. He's 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 good about it. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys have found that in common and he's playing along. It's it's really cool. I'm proud of him as his friend. I'm super proud that he's doing that, even though he still trolls me sometimes. Well, I'll send him a picture. We have a, a group chat on Instagram as well, and I'll send him something, some movie news related or whatever, and it'll be Star Wars and be like, oh, is that Captain Kirk? And I'm like, dude. Don't even. <laughs> He'll purposely try to just troll us and and get our nerd lives up in arms a little bit. Oh, 100%. Sorry, I think I like dropped the call for a second. <laughs> Turn your camera on too. I was like, "Oh, what am I looking at?" <laughs> I know, whoops. I was like I was like closing out of stuff and I was like, "Oh no." I was, I was you know, it's you like, know, a it's habit like a habit sometimes when you're on phone. All right. So You've been doing this for nine years. It doesn't sound like you have any plans of slowing down. In fact, it sounds like you're going to be moving forward at light speed. Um, what are your future plans? So you did Wonder Woman. You've done uh, Thor, Chewbacca, uh, She-Ra. Like you're, you're starting this new Aqua Woman thing yeah. that you're doing. Uh, Emma Frost, um, Slave Leia. I mean, you know what? Actually, I used to always want a Slave Leia costume. And uh, I remember reaching out to a guy that made the metal bikinis uh years ago and this was like three or four hundred dollars and now i'm like dude i can make this out of craft foam if it's something i still wanted to do like yeah. it's i feel like things are so much more like all the youtube videos all the cosplayers the community is so big now like i the first time i went to comic-con in 2010 i remember that night i went out with a big group of friends and we went to a club and we met up with a bunch of people there and these were just regular like regular people don't like superhero movies like super movies still were just kind of gaining presence like you know iron man had come out and there was a couple that were released but i remember like going to this club and seeing a bunch of people we knew and they were all just like i had like my helmet head from wearing thor all day and (laughs) people were just like we saw your costume like that was so cool and i'm like wow this could have went one of two ways i could have been a nerd like i was in high school or uh people could have thought it was cool and um everyone thought it was cool and uh and i i don't know for me it was it was nice to kind of see that and now it's like the community's so huge of cosplay and it's such a big deal now it's it's by no means like something that is looked down upon people love it and people i mean even people that don't go to comic-con or i know i have clients and stuff i work with they'll be like hey we were watching the tv we saw the costumes and you know we were watching um what, what what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. One of the comedians at night. Uh, C name. Oh gosh, Colbert. He's Colbert. He's always there. He's always there. Um, not Colbert. Um, who's the other one? I was on his Instagram this year. Um, Where? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it wasn't Colbert. It was. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? He always comes to all the cons. I'm I'm pulling it up right now because I, I it's going to drive me crazy. Um, Conan. Conan. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay. So, yep. He's always there. So we actually, I was on his Instagram page this year and one of my clients was like, I saw you on Conan's Instagram. And I was like, (laughs) that's awesome. And so, I mean, 
Every, it sounds like everybody's pretty much on board with this except for Bill Maher. He's just a he's just a grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know. I mean, <laughs> but no, it's it's people love it and I feel like it's just going to keep growing and for me like because there's so much like YouTube videos, so many things now that show you how easy it is to really make stuff step by step. Um it makes you feel more confident that you want to do it more and it becomes faster like my top that I made for Aquaman it took me maybe I want to say maybe it's in total like five or six hours to do the entire. Yeah, job. I did notice that too. Like when last year when you were doing Wonder Woman, uh, the it's, I don't know. I was just watching your Instagram. It seemed like the progress was a little slower. Where I was watching you do this scale thing, and you had the template, and I was like, oh okay, maybe next week she'll have the uh, the actual scales on there. And then like the next day, you're like, scales are done, painted, glued, boom. I'm like, oh my, like you're getting really quick at this, and it's you know that's that's really impressive. That's kind of a cool thing. It's you get faster. I feel like once you kind of get the concept down, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can do this. Like, and yeah. it, it speeds it up a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I, I enjoy it and I feel like I'm getting more um, confident with it and it's just, awesome. yeah. So I think it's definitely something I want to keep doing and I wish mm-hmm. they had all these YouTube videos 10 years ago and it was <laughs> as big it is, as, as big as it is now, because I would have been able to do so much more. Like I remember going to, michaels and being like how am i going to make my x-men symbol for my emma frost and i bought like paper and i was like painting on it and making this x out of like ribbon and all this stuff and i'm like and now it's just it things are so much more it's so much more easy and there's so much more knowledge out there that it's it it gives you more confidence to be able to kind of do more that's cool so what are your what are your aspirations what are you looking the next costume be uh moving forward like what do you what's your end goal like oh i really want to do this but i want to wait until I kind of baby step through the rest of this process. Okay. So my main, the one that's kind of very intimidating for me now is um, the new gladiator She-Ra. So I did cosplay She-Ra last year at Comic-Con. It was the original cosplay from the TV show in the seventies. And I Mm -hmm. want to do the gladiator slideshow collectible slideshow collectibles version of her, but there's a lot of, um, details on her suit and stuff and it's going to be a lot of dremel work with my dremel tool and i just used my dremel tool for the first time um this week on my aqua cos aquaman cosplay so um that one is definitely intimidating also the helmet aspect making helmets um because you want it to be fitted to your head you want it to look seamless um you don't want it to look like it's a bunch of craft foam pieces put together mm-hmm. um you want it to look flawless like i saw kamu cosplay just made a x-wing fighter helmet at a craft foam completely at a craft foam and it looks amazing alex like you would you would be floored that this was made out of craft foam and it looks like just an authentic star wars helmet that's so cool and i'm like man and, and it's so lightweight and it's easy to wear and it like fair it looks well made i mean so I, I mean, yeah, Aquaman, I think I forgot the question because I go off on tangents, but <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. It's a lot of fun. No, but it's it's there's so many things you can make. I think helmets are kind of most intimidating and props. I want to get better at building props. Mm-hmm. So, well, from- you correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a legitimate um, Valerian Valerian steel uh, long claw sword, correct? I do. You do. do. Your husband bought it for you for was it an anniversary present? My first year anniversary. Yes. Yeah, that's he. I remember him sending me a picture. He's like, "Look what I got, Jenna, for our anniversary." I'm like, "Dude, 
That's like a real freaking sword. He's like, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I know. Well, I have three swords now. So I have this one. I have the Witch King of Agmar from Lord of the Rings. And I have the Zelda Master Sword. That's so, so awesome. So, okay. So are you, I, I guess you can't bring those to Comic-Con though, can you? Because they're actual weapons. Yeah, you can't bring them. Uh, I was going to say, I'm like, you need to build a costume around those and bring those with you. <laughs> no, I know, right? That'd be so cool. No, you That'd have to. Awesome. It's wood. I mean, they like weapon check you like crazy now. And it's like they attached my She-Ra sword to my belt when I first started. And then this Captain America I ran into was like, just get somebody at a boot to cut it off. They don't double check once it's got the green um, green thing wrapped around your hilt because you have like they put these little things. So I went to like a booth and I'm like, you have scissors? And he gave me scissors and I like cut it free. And I was like, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, and that's what's cool about it too is everyone's so friendly. Everyone just wants to take photos and have fun and just and you love seeing like little kids come up to you and be like oh my god you're wonder woman or you're oh, that's gotta be so cool it is cool like it makes you feel like i mean and when people come up to you and say you're the best wonder woman i've seen or you're the best so and so or this costume's amazing it just you feel like a sense a great sense of accomplishment yeah that's awesome uh so do you have any advice for somebody who may want to get into this uh what's the first thing that you would suggest they do? I say, if you want to get into it, just jump right in. Um, watch some tutorials. It helps so much. I've had friends that told me they had to botch like three different things because they didn't know what they were doing. And thankfully I had watched tutorials so much that I was so like in my mind, I knew what I had to do and it, and it made the process a lot smoother. So like I said, Kamu cosplay, amazing YouTube channel. She's awesome. And punished. Uh, there's another one called Punished Props. I think that's the name of it. Punished Loader Props. Punished Props. Awesome. And the guy has a whole um, ebook on being a foam smith. So that's what they call foam it. Foam smith. That's a thing. Oh yeah, it's a thing. It's, that's awesome. People hashtag it. It's like foam smith, and they are foam smiths. Like these people make amazing armor pieces just solely out of foam. That's so it's, cool. Yeah, you would never know it. I just watched one on like a hammered metal armor and I'm like, and the guy said people come up to him at conventions and they're like, what is this made out of? And he tells them EVA foam and they're like mind blown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these guys, especially with their the, the ability that they have to use the, the correct paints and make, it looks like metal. You're walking up to it and you're like that. It, it's shiny. It has the consistency. It has a texture. Like it looks like a piece of metal and they tell you it's made out of foam. That's, that's like, crazy talent to have <laughs> it you know what it is and i always tell people like i had a girlfriend come over this past sunday she's going to go to WonderCon with me and she's kind of starting to delve into it she's not doing a full armor suit she's doing um the uh she's doing a cosplay from black panther but it's when they're in the casino so she's going to be wearing a dress and then she's doing the just the arm guard to the bracers and then a necklace so when she came over she's like how are we going to make these bracers and I started off by, you know, saran wrapping her hand and then duct taping it to get a pattern. Cut it off. We just had to do some, it was very simple bracers. We just had to do some cuts into them, open up the cuts with heat foam, and then plasti dip it and, or heat seal it, plasti dip it, and uh, spray paint it. And it was, she couldn't believe it was that easy. And I'm like, it really isn't that hard. There's there's ways to make things easy. And um, And if you watch a lot of tutorials and you, you know, have some books on it. It's, it's not really that hard of a process. It just takes time and patience. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of time and patience and, and a, a lot of passion. It sounds like, and just, you can make some mm -hmm. amazing things. That's yeah. awesome. 
Uh, I'm all out of notes. We can just riff or uh, if you want to close it off, whatever you want to do, uh, I'm going to leave it up to you. What do you want to talk about? I mean, I know there's a lot going on with DC, but I'm I'm looking forward to the new Avengers coming out here. Endgame. I'm, I'm oh, pretty yes. stoked. You have, what, three more months to go? Oh, April is going to be so stacked. We have Game of Thrones and Endgame coming out in the same month. Dude, I can't. I just, I can't even. My mind's going to be blown. I'm like going to be at the movie theater every weekend. Oh, it's going to be I know. I'm, my goal for this year, because I, I don't get to see a lot of movies because it requires me don't. to either take the kids with me or leave them home. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, it's hard to do either or. So I'm my goal for this year is to try and, and hit up more movies, not just like the big pole blockbusters, but some like the smaller movies too I want to check out. Yeah. No, there's some great smaller movies. We went and saw The Mule a few weeks ago. That was really good. Um, oh, yeah, the Clint Eastwood movie? That looks awesome. It was really yeah, well know, done. He's like 89, 89 or 88 years old, and he's still busting out scripts and directing and acting in them. It's crazy. I, I have to say, though, Alex, he, he does look it. Because in the beginning of the movie, um, it was like showing a past scene of him, and it's like 10 years later. And I like looked over at Ruben, and I was like, he looked like he was like already going to keel over. Like oh. how can this be a 10 year difference now? <laughs> That's going to be a sad day, <laughs> which is sad, but you know, but it he is did such a good job in the movie and, and we really enjoyed it. So, and I mean, uh, but yeah, no, I totally get it. It's hard having kids. All my friends that have young kids are like, like, yeah, I haven't been to the movie in a year. Actually, one of my project directors at my work, he's like, I haven't been to the movies in a year and a half. And they have a 17 month old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It tends to happen, man. These kids like, Especially if you actually enjoy movies as much as I do. Like, I have a lot of respect for the movie theater. I, if I'm going to take my kids, I make sure that I'm going at a certain time where it's not going to be very crowded. It's not yeah, like a, I don't go prime time. I always go at odd times when there's, you know, whether it's matinee first thing in the morning or something like that. But um, I, I have a lot of respect for the theater and I want to make sure that everybody there enjoys the same movie that I do. So, I'm hesitant to bring kids, uh, even to kids' movies. Like, I know a lot of adults, like Incredibles 2, Toy Story, like, these are movies that we want to see as adults. Yeah, of know. course, people are going to bring their kids. I don't blame them for that. But you have to be, you know, you have to be a little bit considerate. Like, yeah, this is a kids' movie technically, but there's going to be a lot of adults here that might not have kids, but still want to see the movie and enjoy it. So, I know. I know. It's theater, tough. theater etiquette is very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, I, I agree. It is important and it's hard because. Like, for me, like, I want my kids to enjoy all the movies I like. Like, I'm going to be like, you're going to like superhero films. You're going yeah. like, to like fantasy. But, you know, I can't force them to like that. But it's, you want them to develop love for these things early. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. I, I tried to get my oldest um, into Star Wars as much as possible. I'd, I'd sit down and I'd watch the movies with him. And he likes it. He knows who all the characters are. He knows Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. And he plays lightsabers, you know, and, and stuff like that. But he's not, he's so much more into dinosaurs that he loves Jurassic Park at night. <laughs> this is a little, this might be too personal, but at night when I'm putting him to bed, um, I usually read him a story or two. And then right before he goes to bed, he's like, can you sing a song or something like that? So I kind of, I started singing uh, John Williams theme music to him. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I started doing Indiana Jones, uh, awesome. Jurassic Park, Star Wars, the theme songs of those. I'd hum them to him, and he started singing along with me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's, it's a very Amazing. proud moment. <laughs> oh, such a proud moment. I'm so into uh, soundtrack music, too. That's, like, my other big thing. And me and our, you know, our friend Joe, we've talked about that hundreds of times. I always send him a new soundtrack song when I find one that I'm obsessed yeah. with because 
Star Wars. I had all the soundtrack for Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah, it it brings up such emotion, uh, especially. Um, I have to give all the credit to John Williams. Like every single song that he has ever created makes my heart flutter just a little bit. Like, oh, it's Indiana Jones, or it's Jaws, or it's uh, you know Star Wars. It's just so good. It's so ingrained in our lives and pop culture that I can't help but love it. Oh, it is. And I mean, even some of the newer composers now, like Ramon Waldi from Game of Thrones, like seeing the Game of Thrones oh, yeah. symphony live, like, oh my God. That was and such it, a great experience. Thank you so much for inviting me to that. <laughs> oh my God, wasn't it awesome? And it, it was. was cool because people of all ages were literally sitting around us. Like, yeah. it was just how many people love that show and just how, just shows you how the storyline is so diverse that even someone who's not into any kind of fantasy in the least bit loves the story just because of the yeah. character development and but the remember, music too oh the music is amazing i remember watching a an interview with that i can't remember his name you just said it but uh the composer of that music and he said he challenged his team to use a different instrument that they had never used before for each one of the different songs Mm-hmm. So I remember they're like so for Arya for Arya Stark's theme music that little twangy uh, stringed instrument. Yes, we found this random instrument from some crazy country in the middle of nowhere, and it's like a, a authentic one from there, and we use that to create her music. And I'm like, that is so such a cool, cool like like talking about passion concept, and what people believe yeah. in. Yeah, it's such a cool concept to be able to say I want to use something that I've never used before and make a beautiful melody out of it and have it uh, resonate with people who are watching the show. And it, it immediately makes you think of Arya Stark. It's a really cool thing that they, they're doing with that. Oh, yeah. And that's why why soundtrack music is so important because you immediately put it with the character. Oh, and, yeah. And the movie and the background and the scenes and the I imagery. Mean, when Thor falls into Wakanda with the lightning and that music <laughs> turns up, it's just like chills every single time. Dude, I know. I know. I re- just rewind the movie just for that scene a hundred times just because it's just the best like the best <laughs> best entrance scene ever oh my goodness like thor thor went from uh was it thor dark world to ragnarok <laughs> was really good and then in infinity war you're like freaking thor is number one man that's he's I the, do, the strongest avenger <laughs> well and even like in wonder woman when she goes out into no man's land it's like oh. the music just the perfect music the so going iconic. off in the background it's just so like Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they just do it so right. Like yeah. I just watched all the Lord of the Rings again. The last I pretty much watched them in the span of two weeks. Um, just when I'd get home, I'd put like half a movie on or put the other half on. Well, we finished Return of the King like last Sunday, and just watching the scene when they enter into Mordor and they're at the Black Gates and Aragorn's mm. just like for Frodo, and he runs up and. Then, you just see like the tower of like the tower just start to fall and crash and the music and oh it's just the whole i just love the music it's like everything is just so done so well yeah yeah when there's when they have like peter jackson had such passion for that original trilogy and when directors writers directors composers when they actually have a passion for the project that they're making it it really translates on the screen and it's such a great experience me and my brother were just talking about this. That's a movie that 30 years from now, they will not be able to redo because he did it so well. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's it, it would be like, somebody, it'd be like somebody trying to, to like reboot the original trilogy. It's like, you just don't, mm-hmm. just don't touch it. Just stop touching it. <laughs> they just won't be able to. Cause it was yeah. so good. Like yeah. I don't feel like you could have, and I read the book. So I know all the 
he had to leave out so much detail because the book is massive. But I have, I have all of them on audiobook, and they're like days long. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's not like oh, this is a four, well, you know, like a ten-hour book. Like no, this is this book will take you like thirty hours to finish. It is detail on top of detail on top of detail, and I mean, I loved the books. Like I remember sitting in the movies, and when the two towers was on, and I was pissed because I was like, "Where is she? Loves Lair." She Loves Lair is in the second book. The movie should not be ending. Mind you, we just watched a three-hour movie. Yeah. But I was just so irritated. Um, so, I mean, it, for me, like, but the, but he did such a phenomenal job. Like, he pretty much put the right things in the right movies because the way he was breaking it out or breaking it apart. And um, the, I just, it was a masterpiece. I would never touch that ever. Now, The Hobbit, I mean, I loved The Hobbit, but it could be redone. And I would be okay with that. Yeah. It, there were some issues with The Hobbit. I think stretching it out into three movies was probably a bit much. That I think they could have done a part one and part two, um, especially because that's a, it's basically a kid's book. I know I've read the novel itself, and it's it's got some extra detail in there that he tried to include, but yeah. I feel like they they it was like, what did, what did Bilbo say? I feel like... Uh, not enough butter scraped over too much bread or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah, I agree with you. I think he went a little I think it could have even just been in two movies, you know. Yeah. I think he wanted to keep with the trilogy theme. Um which I mean there were so many scenes I did love in The Hobbit. Um but I felt like the thing I loved about The Lord of the Rings was the CGI was so minimal mm. and it was so much so many just real people dressed up and I thought it made that's what really made it special. Yeah. Yeah, when you can integrate CGI into real scenery like they shot in New Zealand and all that stuff, like it just it becomes so seamless. I think that's the best use of CGI is when you're able to have a real world and then just use slight CGI to touch it up and to make these fantastic things happen. Uh, that's I think that's when it's best utilized. Yep, totally agree. Totally. And speaking of Lord of the Rings. Are you not dying for Amazon to make any kind of announcement on their series that they're making? Oh my god! I know. I'm kind of just like like put it out of my mind because I'm just like, well, there's no announcements. I mean, we got an announcement about the the uh, Game of Thrones, the prequel coming before we got yeah. the Lord of the Rings announcement. And I'm like, when is Lord of the Rings coming? I mean, that would that if it was done in its own way and they make an amazing series out of it, it could be amazing. Yeah, it really can. And they have so much material. Uh, Tolkien, so much. Tolkien has so much stuff that they can work off of uh, in their, in his his myriad of work. I mean, there's people out there who have college educations on the work that he did. <laughs> so I don't want to try and speculate on what it's going to be because I'm, I'm sure somebody out there will be like, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I just bought an entertainment um, magazine a couple of months back on J.R.R. Tolkien and his life. And uh, I've barely started to kind of read it because i'm always reading like three things at once yeah but i also just picked up the um the art and making of aquaman recently and it's an amazing book it kind of goes into james wan's vision and just i love seeing how sets are developed and how i think that's what i love about movies is the imagination that you get on screen but when you see the background of like the sets that are built for these movies and how they build something out of nothing and i just it's like it just allows your imagination to go somewhere that you didn't think it could ever go. Yeah. The ultimate cosplay is actually designing a movie set and building characters and having your actors that like, it's literally 
very like poetic. <laughs> very poetic. No, it's true. It's like, and I think that's the cool thing about being a director too. I mean, I would have loved to do something like that in a, another life. Would have been cool to get to direct a movie and get to see your creation come to life on the screen. Yeah. Hey, it's never too late. <laughs> I know, never too late, right? Yep. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. It's about an hour and a half. Thank you, Jenna, so much uh, for joining me and having a conversation about your passion and uh, the stuff that you're doing. I think it'll probably inspire a lot of people who may be on the fence or at least uh, give people an insight into the world of cosplay that if they haven't already looked. I, um, I hope I've given them that insight. Like I, I, It's something that it's, it's like whenever you're doing something new, it's always a bit scary. It's always a bit nerve-wracking to start it and believe me i've lost many nights of sleep over how i was going to finish a cosplay or what i was going to do but but if it's something you're passionate about you make it happen it's not expensive to get into i mean initial which i guess it's not something we touched on but it's not it's not an expensive um hobby to get into initially buying some of the tools are but if you're just working with eva foam in itself a lot of the products can be bought at walmart dollar store i mean you can make it as cheap or as expensive as you want yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. If you're about it, like try it. It's fun. And nobody's going to judge you when you go to a con. Everyone's just going to be embracing you and enjoying your presence and happy to have you there. Yeah. That's good. That's a really great uh, ending point to have that the community is always welcome. You know, you don't have to have the top of the line stuff. You know, beginners are beginners. And I think it sounds like a majority of the people who are veterans in this field are probably just super happy and willing to show some new people the ropes. I know. Totally. Totally, Alex. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of how I feel. I feel like whenever I've been and stuff, people are always excited to share how they did something and just very positive attitudes. Everyone that goes there is very humble. Um, they're not too big for themselves and they're just there because they have a passion for the same thing you do. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So what's uh, give uh, give people a shout out on uh, you said a couple of YouTubers that you wanted to, to reference. Yes. Um, Kamu Cosplay is amazing. Svetlana is her name, but her channel is K-A-M-U-I Cosplay. Um, another one, which I want to get is, I want to get his YouTube channel right. So let me look it up real quick because it's punished, believed it's punished props Academy or something. Let me look. I've been following him for a while now and he's awesome. Let me see. Punished props Academy. Another great channel. Um, Pretzel Cosplay is another one that's great. And then Allison Tabitha, she's amazing. So if you follow her on Instagram, she literally transforms herself into like any character. Awesome. So, and then what was your Instagram just so people can check out your work too? Mine is House Marks Cosplay and it's House underscore Marks underscore Cosplay. So okay. feel free to check it out. Watch my right progress and, uh, you know, just watch me build for fun. Right <laughs> awesome. And you guys can, of course, as always, catch me uh, on Instagram at Salty Nerd Podcast or Twitter at Salty Nerd. Uh, I post movie news and any new episodes of the podcast I can uh, post. I'll throw up on there and uh, keep an eye out for new information. 2019, hopefully I'll be able to put out some more content for you guys. Uh, I'm working hard at it, but our wonderful sponsor organically wonderful, uh, which is owned by my wife. Uh, she's working her butt off and it is paying off. And that is part of the reason why I am so busy. Um, so I'm trying to give her a, as much, um, support as possible with her business. So it kind of, it ends up putting the podcast on the back burner for a little while. So if you guys have been missing me and you've been wondering where I've been for the last month, that's pretty much where it is. I'm, I'm supporting the, the uh, future of my family, hopefully. 
and uh, the sponsor of this podcast. So uh, if you guys want to, you can go to organicallywonderful.com. Check out some of the new products that she has. Uh, she's selling all 100% natural organic uh, beauty products, uh, body butters, oils, uh, and their debut product was the dry shampoo. So uh, if you want to support them, you can go to that website, click on one of their products, give it a try. Uh, whatever you guys buy from them inadvertently supports the Salty Nerd Podcast. So you can consider yourself like a Patreon or something if you want. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate it. Um, Hit a like, uh, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those other websites I have, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks very much. Have a good night.